You're listening to the River City Church Podcast. Our desire is that you know Jesus, experience freedom, find community, and discover purpose. For more information, check us out on social or visit us at rivercitychurch.co. Here's the message. Today, I'm, I'm excited because uh, you're going to hear from one of my good friends uh, who is, uh, is Jeremy and Josie are some of our best friends in the entire world. They're up on the front row right here with their daughter, Autumn, who played keys both at Encounter Night. How many of you are for Encounter Night? They just, our whole team killed it, and uh, I'm grateful that she was willing. I hijacked their vacation. They were coming out to see, see us and see uh, Jacob and Shelby, and we've known each other for many years. And here's what I found, that, that God builds his kingdom relationally. He really does. And there's just people over the years that I've just, God's, God's brought into my life, into Jenna's life, that you just feel like it's just a God connection. It's like there's something here. And so we've, we've just valued their friendship. They're two of the most dear people to us in the world. But uh, more than that, they're anointed by God. And I just believe that the word he's going to bring to you is going to be life-changing today. So would you help me welcome my dear friend, Jeremy Jones, as he comes and preaches God's word today. Good morning. All right. Well, I've already been told that I need to um, work on my accent, talk a little different, slower maybe. I don't know. I don't really know how to do that. So if you need translation, um, I will repeat it. But first, before we get into the word, I just want to um, say how honored we are to be here, part of River City Church. And can we just, can we just honor the pastors, Pastor Brian and Jenna. I, I think that you guys know how blessed you are, but I'm not so sure that you truly understand how blessed you are and how special this is, what's happening right here, because this is just the beginning, amen? amen. And so I, I know there's so many things um, that, that have been going through my mind as I've been, as I've been here. This When I drove into into town on Wednesday, I think it was, you know, all, I, all I've heard is, you know, it snows a lot here, <laughs> you know, and, you know, Pastor Jacob, he's, he's one of my buddies, and, and we've done kids ministry for a long time, and he's like, dude, it's negative 30 degrees here, and I'm like, you grew up in Florida, stop being a baby, and so, you know, I'm driving into town, and, and I start looking around. and Because you know how you, you, can, you can preconceive things if you just hear certain things, right? And I'm driving in, and I'm like, this reminds me of my, the town that I grew up in. Like, I'm looking around, like, this is like old alabaster and old pelham and, and all of this stuff. And I told my wife, I was like, this is, this is familiar to me. This looks like home. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, obviously your, your brain's, and I looked at Jacob, I was like, Jacob, you did not describe this place like this. <laughs> and so he's taking us around, and, but, uh, but again, you know, we are, we are honored to be here. This is a, a wonderful place to be, but I want to recognize my family. I, ha I have a little picture just to give you an idea of what my life looks like. <laughs> and so this is my crazy family, Okay. Um, but my wife, Josie, down here, we have been together now. It'll be 24 years, married in a few weeks. We've been together for over 27 years. Uh, of course, you've gotten to meet one of my daughters here, Autumn. She's going to be a senior in high school. 
Um, I've got one that's graduated there on the left, Zoe. She's, she is married now, and they're getting ready. They just accepted a youth pastor's position um, just the other day, her and her husband. And just to have a son-in-law, can I just tell you, that will make your mind think a lot of crazy things. Amen? <laughs> it's like, I didn't put him in this picture, and there's a reason. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, of course, we've got Hallie over here to the top right of me. She is um, about to graduate from the Florida State University. And then, of course, Gabby down on the bottom right, she is upstairs helping minister to the kids this morning, and she is about to go into the seventh grade. So I think I've mentioned everybody. Is that right? And then, of course, me. Just be praying for me. I'm the only man in the house, and it is quite interesting. I get told what to do a lot. And so... Um, all of that being said, I want to read this morning, um, if you will turn with me in the book of Psalm, chapter 27, and I think that this is going to be something for someone to hear today that's going to, it's just going to, it's going to change the, direct, the trajectory of what's going on in your life right now. That's, that's my hope and that's my prayer. Um, and as you, as you read this, I, I, want you, I, want it to, I want you to make it personal. I want you to sit there and just think of where you are in life right now. And for some of you, maybe you're going to get to celebrate because you've been in that place and you've seen God move you out of the, out of the nasty, out of the, the chaos, out of the confusion. Amen? Anybody been there? So as we read this, let's, 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 just, let's just see what the Lord says here. Says the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord. The thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. I'm going to stop right there. If, if you this morning, maybe, maybe I don't know where you are thought-wise, I don't know where you are physically, spiritually, emotionally, but if you can't say the one thing that I seek is this, my prayer is that when you leave today, that that's what you will say. The one thing I seek today, Lord, is that you will be in control, that you will lead my steps, that you will show me the perfections and the things that you have for my life laid out before me. We can go on a little further, but we're not at the moment. Because I want to I give you the title of my message. I'm going to give you a little bit of a story to where you can understand my personality if you haven't already figured it out. I am loud. I like to have fun. And I love you to have feedback with me, okay? So you have to participate. If not, I promise you I will preach in the middle of the aisles right there and I'll sit down beside you. I will point to the scripture and I'll say, will you please read this for me? You will help me preach this morning one way or another. The title of the message is this, the name means something. Now, there's a lot of ways we can go with this, but right now we live in a world that right now, certain things mean a lot of different things. But I want you to understand 
they mean one thing. Understand? They, there, there's not so many definitions. I, I, I need you to understand my heart this morning. I, 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 I'm tired of seeing a generation of young kids because that's who I've been working with being told that what they learned over here is now no longer true. You also have to add this and you have to add this and you have to add this. Let me understand this. I want to teach them that the name means something and we're going to talk about the name that does mean something this morning. See, being a kid's pastor, being a young adult's pastor, being an associate pastor, I've done about everything that you can think of inside the church. Now, currently right now, it feels like the Lord has a really good sense of humor because I'm doing it all at one time. Okay? <laughs> My wife, she, she wakes up, she's like, when are we going to hire a kid's pastor? I'm like, I, I think the Lord's just needing a little bit of joke time right now, and so he hasn't done that yet, Okay? But I'm going to tell you a story of our, our spring festival because for me, when I think of the names people call me, they, they mean a lot. And I, I want them to see me as a champion. I want them to see me as someone who doesn't quit and things like this. So I thought it would be cool to get this inflatable called Jacob's Ladder, okay? If you've never tried to get on a Jacob's Ladder, you need to understand that it is a ladder held on each end by a bungee cord. Okay, so when you get on it, it's not exactly sturdy. Now, look at me. I don't look like I have a whole lot of balance, okay? I'm a little bit heavy in a certain area, okay? But all these kids are doing it. They're flipping all over the place. They're, they're like floundering. They're getting, and, and I'm like, oh, I can do that. And they're like, Pastor Jeremy, come on. I bet you can't do it. Well, that's like calling Marty McFly chicken or yellow. Okay, and it's like, oh, I can't do that? Well, let's just watch and see. I knew I was in trouble when I got on the inflatable, and the inflatable went. I was like, oh, my, this is going to be a problem. So I strategically, I said, I'm getting to the top of this ladder. They've all got their cameras out. They're doing their thing because they need to see Pastor Jeremy. And so I figured out a way to get on the ladder, but then my body froze. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. But when I got on the ladder, see, the ladder was elevated above the inflatable before I got on it. When I got on it, it went all the way down to the inflatable. Okay, so that kept me a little bit sturdy at the beginning. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so how am I going to get another 15 feet up there? Well, I tried to move this arm, and it started to lean in and going. I was like, oh, this is bad. So in my mind, I'm like, I cannot quit. These kids are going to laugh at me. They're going to be doing all kinds of crazy. And so I figured that it would be smart for me to put both arms and army crawl up this ladder. Well, you don't really think this one through because I don't really have abs. You know, you talk about washboard abs. Well, as I'm army crawling, those that ladder was like, I was like, oh, my goodness but I get almost all the way up there and all of a sudden the kids jump on the inflatable and they're like wah, wah, wah. I'm like wah, wah, wah. but I was like I'm getting up to this ladder because dummy me then the name they were gonna call me meant more than the name that I already had 
Does that make sense? I got to the top of that ladder, by the way. Yeah, y'all should give me a hand clap on that because it is hard. It, it is, uh, it's something else. You know, when, when I think of my family, I think of all of the things that we have walked through with the Lord. And, and there's one thing about it. Out of every single thing that we have done and been a part of in ministry and in life and over the 24 years of marriage with Josie, I, I, I know one thing. That there's been one name that has meant more than anything in the world. And that name is Jesus. So this morning, as we get ready to talk, we're, we're going to talk about a name in the Bible that actually, for, for a lot of people and up until not too many years ago, um, it was pretty easy to forget. It's going to come from a passage that's a pretty short passage when we talk about this particular man's name. And it's going to be something that um, this, this one passage, it's the one thing that he's actually known for. Okay, and you'll, you'll understand it here in a second. But it's, it's, a, it's a name and it's a man and it's a life that started with obscurity. So it a, was a life of, of obscurity. Has anybody ever just felt like you're, you're not being seen or you're not being heard or what you're doing isn't significant enough. Anybody? It's okay to raise your hand. It's no, nobody. You're like the people down in Florida. They don't raise their hand either. It's like I begin sometimes. I'm like, Lord, did you really give me this word? Or, or are they just lying to me? And it's like. <laughs> but it's a life of obscurity. But what I want you to understand. It leads to a life of promise. Who's ready for the promises of God in their life? Who's ready to see something that God gave them a vision about? Maybe it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because let me tell you, for some of you, what you're in right now, where you're sitting right now, was a promise that was made years upon years ago, and it's happening right before your eyes. God is doing something special here in River City Church, here in Mason City, here in Clear Lake, here in Rockwell. We can go on and on, and we can draw a circle. And, and we're going to talk about this more here in a little bit but it's going to reference a man named Jabez this morning a man that shows us what it's like to move from pain to our potential God designed us for but what we know in his name his name actually meant pain now who enjoys pain that sounds like a dumb question I feel like I might have because I go climbing up Jacob's ladder. I feel like some of us actually, somehow we must because of the choices and the things that we choose to do. See here in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 is where we'll be today. But let's talk about some things that happened previous to this because if we look throughout the nine chapters um, here in the first part of First Chronicles, there's going to be a list of about 500 names. Now, how many of you have ever read through this portion of the Bible? And you're like, I'm skipping that one. That's too hard. Skip, skip, skip. Listen, I'm not the great at pronouncing words. And, and what I found is there's a lot of other people. They just don't like make it public. They just act like they knew how it was pronounced. I'm just the one that tries to pronounce them all in front of everybody. Okay? And I'm sitting there going, oh. But in the, I, I've made up words. There's different people in the Bible. You, you call them one thing, I call them another because I don't know how to pronounce it. 
But there's 500 names here, and so, I mean, it's pretty easy because a lot of us, we do skip past this. So it's easy to forget, you know, one of them, maybe 100 of them, maybe 499 of them. But what we see is this, it makes up the official family tree of the 12 tribes of Israel, okay? And, and, and if you read through there, most of them are, are, are left without any comments to where they don't really give a description of what's happening. They don't give a description of who this is. But there are going to be a few of them that I'm going to point out here in a second because there's three of them that it didn't, it, it's a, it stands out because it's not all that great. You know, in Jabez, I would say it stands out, but it really didn't. But we are going to point it out today. But let's look at the three that sort of stand out. There's one in chapter 1, verse 19. And this name is Peleg. Then there's another one in chapter 2, verse 3. This name is Ur, which is wicked. And then you go to chapter 2, verse 7, and you've got the name Achan. And this one is about bringing disaster, okay? So if we look at these three that stand out, we've got one guy who's, who's given a name that means divided and division. How would you love to have that name? We, we live in a world right now that is already divided, and, it, and, and there's divisions all over the place. We talk about unity, but we actually talk about division more than unity. You know, we, we, we look at another one. Another one was wiped out because he was so wicked, and, and here's, here's what I know. There's a stirring that's taking place, and I want to be on the right side of it. Amen? Because we live in a world where the wickedness is, is, is like the, it, it, it's highlighted. It's celebrated. And if you're speaking the truth, you're quieted, and, and you're pushed off to the side. And the sad thing is, I'm watching the church, and I'm watching believers, and I'm watching people that have a, a strong foundation just backing down and saying, you know what, it's just not worth it. And I'm even watching some that are saying, you know, let, let's just give in. Hopefully today the name means something to you. And I'm not asking you to go out there and, 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 and do all of these protests and, and scream and holler at people. I'm just asking you to let the name mean something and love somebody. And love them enough that they want what's inside of you. That they see the truth. You don't have to scream and holler for someone to find love and to find the truth that's inside of you. To see Jesus in a way that's going to change and transform their lives. See, we see another man named, his name, or he was named because he brought trouble to Israel. Now, there's 44 names as we get into chapter, chapter 4, when we get into the verses 9 and 10 of 1 Chronicles. Y'all better be glad I got my readers because I can't see without them. And I'll be making up some names in here. But let's read, let's read 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Verses 9 and 10 real quick. It says, there was a, a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request now I don't know about you but if I'm reading something like this 
and he's asking God for something, and God just says, all right, let's do it. I think I'm going to be asking God for some more stuff. I'm going to be going to God and be like, you know what? Let's talk a little bit more. Let's have a few more conversations because I want to invite you into every area of my life. I want to invite you into what's happening. I want you to show me and guide and direct me of where I'm going because your name means something to me. We're going to talk about five things that stand out with Jabez, and we'll, we'll move through them pretty quickly today. But the five things that stand out with Jabez, number one, his character was strong. And you're like, well, you read two verses. How are you seeing that? He was more honorable than his brother's. When God wants to move, when God is ready to use and wants to use you, let me tell you, he's looking for someone whose character is strong. Because if he's going to use you and you're going to make it just about you, well, guess what? We've got a character issue. We live in a world right now where everybody is all about the Instagram, Facebook, the Snapchat, and all this. Look at me rather than saying, look at God. Let's look at what God's doing. Take it off of me because I don't need to be popular. I don't need you telling me that how great I'm doing. I don't need you to do all the likes because, frankly, all of that social media, it confuses me. I don't know how to even send pictures most of the time. I'm like, girls, can you just... So I accused my daughter of messing up a setting on my phone just because I jacked it up and didn't know how to fix it. <laughs> we, we live in a world and, 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 and we laugh at all of these things, but let me tell you, there are people every Sunday morning right now that are get up and speaking and the focus has become on them rather than on the word. It's become on them rather than on life's being changed. It's become on them and it's like, you know what? I got 5,000 people. Yeah, but, but what's happening? What life change is going on right now? What is God doing? Because I don't care what you're doing. Does that make sense? And I'm not, I don't want to be harping and if I'm stepping on your toes, I'm sorry, but I'm probably do it again before we're finished, okay? So, his character was strong. His name means something with those whose character is strong. See, his brothers, not so much. And I think it's important that we focus right there because, you know, there's nothing in this book that, that's insignificant or that doesn't hold value. And I believe that tells us that there, there are a lot of people doing a lot of things. But when he has called you to do something, you have been set apart. Understand this. Because there will be a lot of people that are trying to do what God has called you to do. But not all of them will be honorable. Does that make sense? See, I, wanna, I, want, I want God to look at me and say, he is honorable. He has... He is maybe, and, and, I, and I'm going to tell you if, you, if you knew if you know my story or if you knew my story, it would hit home a little differently for you because I have not always been honorable. I have not always made the best choices, but by the grace of God, God transformed my life. He, he redeemed and restored my marriage. He took care of my kids. And he, he has them in a place to where they are being used by God. So I'm telling you, the character thing matters. Number two, the thing that stands out, he was a pain 
to his mom. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had that said to me. But you are a pain in my backside. Now, sometimes my grandma did not say backside. Okay? <laughs> I've only been spanked by my grandma a few times, but I, whoo-wee. When they tell you to go get the switch, oh, you in trouble. I was sitting out by the screen door. All the dogs are coming up and licking my face. I think they felt sorry for me because they knew what was about to happen. Okay? But he was a pain to his mom. See, his mother named him with a name that means pain. My question is, why would you do that to a kid? You know, if we look at this, it could, it could refer to the pain of childbirth. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not so convinced that that's what we're talking about here. Um, she could have been troubled. How many of you know? You've walked through times of trouble. You've walked through times that you were like, you felt overwhelmed. You felt like there was nothing that was going to, like, I'm never getting out of this. Anybody been there before? When is this season going to end? They talk about seasons, but I feel like we're in a one-season world right now. It's like you're living a life like Florida. It never changes season. It's just hot. But it sunshines. I love the sun. I'm at the beach. It's December, December 25th. We're at the beach getting a tan. Y'all up here in two foot of snow. Maybe not two foot. I don't know. But maybe she was discouraged. We've been there before. The name means something, but we're in so much of a season of where we're discouraged or where we're heartbroken, where we're beat up. That name starts becoming dull. Or maybe we just decide to compartmentalize it and put it over here. Because the other voices that are agreeing with us in the midst of that pain sound better. Anybody been there? You know what? I'm going to surround myself with people that understand me. No, you're surrounding yourself with people that will not hold you accountable and are going to allow you to sit there and just be in the mud and never overcome and get through it because the name doesn't mean something to you right now. See, maybe she could only see difficulty in her future. Maybe someone had already told her, you know what? It's not going to get any better. This is just who I am. Can I tell someone in this room, this is not just who you are this morning. If that's what you are telling yourself just so you can survive, I want you to understand this is not who God created you to be. God created you to be an overcomer. God created you to live a life of abundance. God created you to be healthy and to walk in victory. That's what you need to hear this morning. See, only God knows what her true pain was. The third thing that stands out when we think of Jabez is her mom or his mom. Her future was bleak going by what we're seeing. Because we know what her, her frame of mind must have been because when we give our kids um, names, I don't think we wake up and give our kids a name that means something that, that's depressing. Do you? Like, oh, I'm having a kid. Let's wake up and let's just name them depressed. Anybody? Or, you know what? We're going to have, we're going to have a boy. Let's name him Chaos. Y'all crazy if y'all doing that. 
I, I, I did this little thing just to give you an idea because when I talk about my wife, you need to understand my wife is like the backbone. She, she keeps me like in line, so to speak. The shoes that I'm wearing are because of my wife this morning. And I'm a shoe person. Me and Pastor Jacob, we're like, we're, we're on the same path when it comes to shoes. I was going to wear my white high top. She's like, no, you're not. I was like, okay. But I, wanna, I want you to just, I want to give you a few examples. When, when you think of my daughter who is, her and her husband are about to be youth pastors. Her name is Zoe. Her name means life. When we think of Hallie, her name means noble ruler. When you think of Autumn, my daughter that's playing the keyboard, season of harvest. My last one, Gabriella, and I have to be careful with this, and this is I want you to hear this one because I'm not just giving you a list to, to try to, to get, like to brag on how we named our kids because there's something about this last one because her name is Gabriella, but we've been calling her Gabby. Everybody calls her Gabby. Well, there's a big difference between Gabby and Gabriella. Gabby just likes to talk. Gabby, it doesn't matter. It's just rambling. It's just look at me. But when you hear Gabriella, it says, God is my strength. See, there's a difference between the names that you have and the name that you constantly hear. Some of us have been hurt so badly. We've, we've blocked ourselves out from anything that brings life because we've told ourselves, I'm never going to hurt like that again. And when we do that, we miss what God has for us and the things God has in store for us, and the things God wants to hear because we get right to that point, and then we're like, no, I'm done because I know if I cross that line, I know what happens next, and I don't want any part of it again. Some of you, the name needs to mean something again. For somebody in here, the name needs to mean something for the very first time. See, number four. His family was likely poor if we look at it like this. For, for some people, it doesn't seem so obvious, but for others, it seems like there's, there's some type of financial struggle here because what we see Jabez asking for is for God to increase in him, meaning he feels like he does not have what, what, what's there, what, 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 everything that he's wanting. See, and we also see something here that... Maybe you'll, you'll look at it in a different way. I don't know, but I don't ever see any mention like in the other names of his father. In all the other listings, you see the father's named here, but not in this particular picture. So maybe he was out of the picture. You know, maybe not. But when we look at it, can I tell you this morning, we live in a world that judges you on your standing 
in the community. How much do you have? Your, 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 your success is based on what kind of job do you have. Your success is how big is your house? Well, your kid's messed up, so you're not successful. Can I tell you, when you're destined, when you have a plan on your life from God to make an impact, the enemy will come at you with everything he has, and he will come at your family first. It's time that we protect our families. The name has to mean something in our families. The, the kids need to hear the name that's above all names, and his name is Jesus. The fifth thing that stands out, Jabez doesn't want to stay where he is. How many people don't want to stay where you are right now? And I'm not talking about physically. Some of you are like, yeah, I want to move. It's crazy here. <laughs> but I'm talking about spiritually. I don't want to stay where I am. I don't want to be still. I don't want to be stagnant. I want people to see Jesus in me. I don't care if they call me that crazy Christian as long as they just don't call me crazy. See, he's ready to live large. Autumn, can you come up here, please? See, he says, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Now, I want you to look at this a little differently. Because the word pain also translates into the name Jabez. So here's, here's what I feel like he's praying. Lord, whatever it is that is in me that is wrong, I pray that you will keep it from Jabez and me or from hurting me. Does that make sense? So basically he's saying this, Lord, keep me from the pain that I seem to bring on myself. Can somebody say that this morning? Keep me from the pain that I keep bringing on myself. And what I mean there is this. Your friends have given you a name. If you're a grandpa or a grandma in here, your grandkids have given you a name. People at your work have given you a name. People in this community have given this church a name. But can I tell you this? Jesus has given you a name as well. And that name matters more than anybody else's name that they've given you. That name has power. That name brings victory. That name brings on the plan of God for your life. What name are you carrying this morning? Are you carrying the name everybody else has given you? Are you willing to be bold enough this morning to pray, Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, bring the increase. Lord, use all the things that you've been stirring inside of me, the character that you've been building all of the crazy stuff that you've allowed me to remove from my mind. Lord, and use me. Lord, help me be a part of lives that are transformed for eternity. Help me teach someone that the name means something.
I don't have to win a debate on Facebook. I don't have to win a debate on Instagram. I don't have to win a debate at the coffee shop. But let me show them the name means something. Don't let me be distracted by the enemy. Don't let him have me over here when you have me right here. Amen. Anybody? Come on. It's all around us. The world wants you distracted with all of these things. Let me tell you, the Bible already said it was coming. The Bible already said it was going to happen. So let me be ready. Let me be on guard. And let me experience all that he has for me. Because his name means more than any of that. His name means something to me. His name changed my life. In John chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, we're getting ready to close here. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I hear people out there reciting it. It lives inside of you. Who's ready for it to come alive? Come on. Come on. Come on. Your praise is your weapon. Your melody is your weapon. You say, well, I can't sing. Well, guess what? There's a song that says, sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Because when we get to heaven, we all going to be able to sing. When we get to heaven, I ain't going to look like this because the name means something. And he's going to give me a glorified body. Amen. Come on, some, of us, some of us need to be saying amen. I wake up and like, oh, my back hurts. Ooh, my back hurts. Hey, we're getting ready to worship. I'm going to ask the, the prayer team, the altar team, can y'all come down here? Anybody? I don't know who you are, to be honest with you. But they're going to be standing here. And if you don't need to talk to them, no big deal. But before we get into some worship, I'm going to ask you this. Maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you've been coming here for months, but you've never asked Jesus into your heart. That name you've just heard about it just hadn't really had that significant meaning yet. Maybe you've told yourself that your name is just like Jabez and it's just full of pain. Maybe you feel like you're insignificant or you've disqualified because of something you did. I'm giving you the opportunity this morning to come down and talk with some of these people. Invite Jesus into your heart and allow him to bring transformation. Allow him to take that mind and restore it to how he created it. That's what I'm asking this morning. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet because I know this is one of the most awkward parts of the entire service. They're like, please don't ask me to raise my hand because everybody's going to see me. Well, now they're standing up and I'm short and I can't see all of you. But I'm going to ask you. When Autumn starts singing here in a second, she's going to sing a song that says, Have My Heart. My question is, will you let him have your heart this morning? Will you allow him to do what only he can do? Your heart may be beating 90 miles an hour. And you're like, he can't be talking to me. If you're asking that question, he is talking to you.
Don't run from him. Run to him. Come on, run to him. Let him him soften the heart. Let him break down the walls. Let him take those chains off and understand what freedom looks like, people. Come on. If you're in here and you say, you know what? My marriage has been struggling. I want you down here, and I want you to give it to Jesus and let the name mean something in your marriage. Come on, if you have young people that are broken and they're hurting and they're away from Jesus, come down here and let someone agree with you and call out their name and let the name mean something in their life. So this morning, nobody looking around. I'm just going to ask you, if you feel comfortable, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, come on. Have my heart this morning. Your name means something to me, Father, and I'm asking you to move. Lord, I'm asking you if it's just one person in this room. Lord, let it be life-changing. Let it be transforming, Father. Lord, do what only you can do. Guys, the altars are open. You can move as you wish. Let's worship. Father, we thank you. Come on, just call out his name. Come on, call out his name in this place. We trust this message encourages you in faith and in your relationship with Jesus. To learn more about River City Church, find us on social or visit us at rivercitychurch.co.